Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Bet responsibly. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out, I always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree more with Lamar. After watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is, we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free 4-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code B-L-E-A-V at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Welcome, sports fans. Thanks for tapping into some Untapped Keg Sports. I'm RJ Zimmerman here with the man who fall belongs to Monte Ball. How you doing? I'm liking. Guy? I'm liking the ring of that. It's bringing back some memories. But I'm good. Um, we have some topics today. That I'm really looking forward to chatting about. Really, really looking to, looking forward to chat about. But. Um, Curling, man, all is well on my end. Football season's coming up. I mean, come on. You know, I'm doing really well. How are things doing for you? Going for you. You know, I'm not thrilled because I don't know if you heard, but Aaron Rodgers changed it up again. He went with Captain Crunch. No wild berries, just original. Didn't even go peanut butter. So you know what that means. That means Adam Schefter is about to tweet, that Aaron Rodgers is planning to start week one for the Green Bay Packers. So I mean, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. That tweet's coming out. It's coming. Like we what said. What are we going to do? Like we said, he needs to stop. And I think, I think uh, hopefully, actually, the message has been received on his end because many people have been sending him tweets. Many people have been sending him messages telling him to lay off 
reporting about the Packers, period. Not just Rodgers, just the Packers in general. Just stop. That, there's obviously some sort of underlying backstory that we don't know about, which is why he just seems like he just is not too fond of the Packers. So just stop. Hopefully he does. Hopefully he just does not report any more on them. And I just want to say be nice to Mr. Schefter because he has a hard job. He's good at his job. It's yeah, just, I don't know about uh, hard. He has, dude, <laughs> he's always working. All right. So just be nice to people, even if you disagree with them. You don't have to be uh, an a-hole about it. So let's go, let's go that route. However, that being said, who's... Adam, Mr. Schefter, Shefty, guy. Everybody Shut up. knows Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is starting for the Packers week one. Don't tweet it. Don't do it. Don't hit send. Don't even. Right. Don't hit right. send. He's going to have so many people under that under that tweet just with that same just demeanor in a sense where it's just like, okay, 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 Adam. All right, it's time. Here come the jokes. As they should. You just can't be that. He, 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 he took some, a few steps back this year, preseason. Um pre-preseason took took many steps back i think and hopefully he's regaining some traction um i don't know just stop reporting on the packers go report on the other 31 teams just don't just don't don't with him i'll (laughs) say this though like were they things that happened like at the time that he reported it sure but it was also reported before that it was going to happen so to report on it like it's news is where the issue really lies but true i have a feeling too that he's being fed this information from inside the organization too to i wouldn't be surprised right at least the first one was for sure the first one was the first one was put out there by the organization had to have been yeah it had to have been because none of the teammates would have none of the teammates would have said anything I mean, you just you just don't do that. You just don't do that. That's right. just the thing. You just don't. Especially someone of that caliber, someone who's that well respected, should be that well respected from the organization. But obviously in the state of Wisconsin, obviously in the NFL period, you just don't speak on their behalf at all. So I it had to have been the organization. But again, great message, RJ. Adam Schefter, Schaffner, Sheffy, whatever. Just do not report on the Packers. Don't you got thirty-one others. You got, says. you got thirty-one others to go to. Just stay out, stay away from them. But we got some topics to cover. We first got some things topics. first. We need to Dan shout the man out. Carrie and Dan the man. That's true. Love it. That is true. Love it. That is true. Thank you guys. So <clears throat> last week we talked about teams going worst to first in the NFL. Indeed. Obviously, we have the Packers staying first. So now we're talking worst to first. So the Packers are out of the conversation because right. they're winning the North. All right. There's a king in the North, and it ain't Kirk Cousins. They, so, they should. I mean, they sh- they better. You <laughs> texted me earlier this week. I would like to hear about this because you had me intrigued. Oh, indeed. Yes. So. Again, yep, worst to first. 
and 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 let me finish my take uh and then you'll understand then towards the end of my take you will understand will why i'm why i'm saying jets so my worst to first in my opinion is the jets um but let me let me go ahead and just start with the end i don't think they're going to be first but i do think the jets are going to be the most improved football team they should, as they should be. I get it. They had the worst record, one of the worst, no, the worst record. Um, obviously, they had the, some of the best draft picks, that being Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore. They beefed up their offensive line as well, too. I really like that pick, Elijah Tucker. Um, I see them really making a splash, man. I really do. Elijah Moore, for one. Well, let me take a step back and start with Zach. Zach Wilson, again, this preseason, I understand it, but as a quarterback or as a evaluator if i was the head coach watching i would want for my quarterback to at least perform well granted it's still preseason but i don't want you to perform poorly so when i go back and watch zach wilson against the giants um three key plays stick out to me in his third down plays third and long plays that he had really put that ball on a tight rope not significantly deep throws but one thing i immediately noticed with his throws is his decision making he made them quick Third down and longs with no play action. So no play action. DBs are dropping back immediately. Safeties, linebackers as well. So you got to be quick with the football or unless if you're going deep. He played well. And I think also Elijah Moore, he's injured right now. He's going to be ready to go for week one. But there's a lot of good talk around this guy. Prior to his quad injury, I believe, um, even OBJ, different team is actually quote quoting OBJ here saying that he's going to be rookie of the year. So I'm looking forward to actually the Jets. And I really, really think that the Jets are going to be the most approved football team. I do. I do. I really do. When you look at the AFC West as well, and I'll shut up, but let me go and just throw all that out there. I think they're going to be the most improved football team. So you have <laughs> Buffalo who won last uh, well, year. Runners it's, up, ex- right? You exactly. have Miami. <laughs> A 10 team that didn't make the playoffs. I don't see them this year. That defense having a probably a fairly significant step ahead by a very young quarterback. You have the Patriots getting half their team back because half their team opted out last year. Yeah. And with some significant offensive improvements, which is, you know, it was their entire starting defense almost that opted out last year. Right. Um, and you're going to say the Jets are going to be the most improved. That is. But you got to um, listen to what, what I'm saying, though. I'm not saying first. I'm saying I know, most improved. No, I know. But that's a very <laughs> tough division is what I'm saying. Like, Oh, games, I don't know about tough. That's a very tough division. Outside the Bills, it's hit or miss with the other two teams. Outside of, obviously, Miami, the Miami's Jets as well. Miami's been coming ever since Brian Flores took over. So. I don't hate your pick because I think that they made a really good hire, Robert Sala. I think right. they have some exciting young players. Um, you know, Denzel Mims, who was injured for a lot of last year, has a chance to uh, to be a really good wide receiver as well. So you have some really fun offensive weapons there. Right. Um, obviously, Zach Wilson. Um, I don't trust – the organization as a whole. Uh, <laughs> I just don't. They have been 
Oh yeah, it's been bad. Organization from top, from the top. The bloodbath. Every bloodbath year, it's been. It's like how the Browns were, still could be, but that's what it feels like. Like it doesn't matter who you hire, doesn't matter who's in the position, just chokes. And (laughs) so here's the thing: is it a thing? Is who? That's a very tough division, and I'm not saying that they aren't going to be most improved. I think they will definitely be improved, but it's 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 weird this year. Usually, you have the worst of first teams. You have you have teams that the year before won a lot of close games, or you felt like a lot of things broke certain ways. But going into this year, it doesn't feel like that really, other than maybe the NFC East. But even the NFC East is still going to be a trash fire this year. Oh, it's going to be terrible. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a dumpster in football again. It's going to be a even dumpster. Though, even though the Washington football team's probably going to run away with it, that they should. But that that you know, I was thinking about it too, <laughs> and I feel like the Falcons are in a really good situation to be able to go worst to first. They had some key defensive injuries. Their defense played below expectations last year. They added, yes, they lost Julio, but adding. Kyle I was just Pitts, about to say. Who is huge. Julio was not the best wide receiver for the past two years on that team. It's been Calvin Ridley. But you still have to honor him. So, That's the thing. Game planning against him. But he's been he was out for weeks, and Calvin Ridley still went off. So there's a chance that you added another playmaker to that team. You still have Matt Ryan, who is Matt Ryan. Right, right. Solid, not a game changer. Can't win it by himself, obviously. Um I don't I was thinking like the Falcons might be a really solid team to choose. I I, I like your first pick though. Last the 49ers. Well, I mean, I mean well, oh, wait, 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 no, no, excuse me. That was that was not your pick. Yeah, we we had a conversation about that. That people are actually picking them when it's not even a legitimate pick because yeah. that's that's that should be everybody's pick. Dan, <laughs> Dan the man picks the Cardinals for most improved. I I I actually like that, Dan. Um, I actually, I actually like that. Which they were a young team last year who played really well. I mean, they played obviously played Seattle really tough. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see JJ and I'm excited to see Kyler's growth because he hurt his shoulder last yeah. year. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the league until he hurt his shoulder, and then obviously he fell off a little bit. So if it's a hundred if his shoulder is hundred percent, that's gonna be a fun team to watch. Because that they, is you know, they added AJ Green. That is. And that JJ, that's that's like a good said, one. JJ Watt. That's a good one, Dan Man. So I did not know. Pick. I did not know that though, by the way, Dan and Man, about uh Evander Holyfield's son. I didn't know so uh to our listeners, Evander Holyfield's son, Elijah Holyfield, is on the Eagles practice squad. Did not know that. But I will that's a really good pick, Dan. Eagles. I can I can take that. So so what do we got, RJ? We got Eagles, Jets, Falcons, probably those three teams. Giants are still going to be trash. Agreed. <laughs> uh, 
obviously the 49ers are going to improve. They just got to stay healthy, and they're going to be if the 49ers, they're, they're... <laughs> you know, have 25 percent of the injuries that they have last year, they're going to win the NFC West. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, ooh, this is good. I think I'm, I'm still. I think I'm missing. I think we're missing a team. I think we're missing somebody. I just, I, I do feel like we are. I feel the same way. I feel like we're missing like, an obvious team, and I don't. I mean, I think Denver, man. I said I think that Denver. last week, and you laughed at me. I think Denver. No, I thought we agreed on it because I, I said I, I, I am not said, still not all the way sold on Teddy. What? The oh wait, wait, wait. Words. You're right. Let me let me rephrase this. So we we last week we were talking worst to first, right? I've rephrased it now to worst to most improved. Yeah, Denver's not gonna. On paper, Denver should not be in first place in AFC West. Absolutely not. Obviously, you have the Chiefs. But I think Denver's really going to... I think Denver's really going to do some good things this year. Who's going to be the worst yeah. team in the league? I agree with you, Kerry. the but, Houston Texans. Uh, in my honest opinion, I think it's either the... I think it's the Texans or the Jets. I think the Jets... Here's the thing. The Jets are either going to be the most improved team or they're going to be just as bad. Here, <laughs> There's no... The thing, though. no there's no in between. I don't know there's... if you know. Obviously, um, there's teams that we're not thinking about. There's going to be a team that disappoints in a major way, and coaches <laughs> you would never think were on the hot seat are going to be fired. A la Doug Peterson. Like I would have never thought that Doug Peterson would have been fired last year, and then that's right. just just. I mean, one of the most epic nosedives <laughs> of a team I have. I can remember, um, you know, Dan the Man's also throwing the Rams out there. He loves those NFC West teams. The Rams were what? Didn't they? Did they won the West last year? I mean, it's the Rams. That defense is nasty. They improved a little bit because of Stafford. Obviously, which two, Dan the Man mentions, got, but it's true. Two of the highest played players in their positions on defense. That so being Ramsey and. For the and Donald team, I got two for you. I got two that I think could happen. Dallas, because Mike <laughs> McCarthy is not a real head coach. I'm not saying no, think- Mike McCarthy. I still whole harbor a lot of resentment towards Mike McCarthy. What about Dak though? What about See, Dak? What not? What not the coach? What about the player? As, but, like it's okay. not all about the coach, but it's the not people always, who are putting on the uniform. Right, right. What about Dak? He's, well, he's got a. He's was looked at as like a really good quarterback, and then look no, what no, happened. I'm, right? I'm saying, well, Dak, Dak coming off an injury, something to prove. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? New coach to yeah, him. He gets I mean, hurt again. <laughs> Hopefully not. But, but it's all about that effort. Like we see that effort just to take a nosedive because <laughs> nobody wants to play for you. Like I could see that with you know Dallas. That's kind of what happened to Houston last year. That's what happened to Philadelphia yeah. last year. Could we see it again? And then the second team that I could see it, and this one. Yeah. This one they have a lot of good pieces, and I like this coach a lot. Minnesota. Minnesota starts off 0-3, 0-4. I could see Mike Zimmer kind of start to grate on some of the veterans, kind of start to chip away, and the veterans just kind of being like, I don't really want to be here. I don't want to play for this guy anymore. And he gets under their skin, and you just see that effort take a nosedive. I could see it. 
the Vikings. Because they have, I think it look, wouldn't take much. Solid team, yeah, and that's the thing. They have a like, especially their offensive side of the ball. They have a they have a of talent, of course. But we have seen talented teams before, the Jaguars being one of them. The Browns outside yeah, of last year, other than last year, that don't put it together. <laughs> that they all of a sudden lose the effort. I mean, the Jacksonville's like one of the top ones that I can think of in the past few years, where you had a number one defense in the league, and then because I don't know if it was the head coach, I don't know if it was a defensive coordinator, I don't know what it was, but they right. turned into like one of the worst defenses in the league, and that was all about effort. That's the unfortunate part. That's that's. See, that's the thing that uh, obviously we we all understand it. You know, the, the saying where it's you know focus on the one thing that you can't control, which is your effort. You can control your effort. You can't sometimes. You can't control the outcome of a game. You can't control sometimes how well the team starts, but individually you can control your effort. So yeah, that would that would that would, that would piss me off as a coach, to be honest with you. Yeah, but um, if you <laughs> are not getting people to buy in to Right, what right. you have going on, a right. la any job, any corporation, nobody wants to any, work for you. Yeah, that effort goes down. <clears throat> that's true. Talking from experience that is right now. <laughs> that, that's uh, my morale. Let me tell you, when the morale goes nosedives. Well, here's the thing. Here's one thing that I done. exactly. One thing that I know for sure is the teams that have the best morale in the locker room, because usually what you guys will get is you, you'll naturally get some animosity between the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. I've only been in two NFL locker Seattle. rooms. A couple what? of years ago, Seattle, the animosity Ooh. between the offense and the defense. Was, right. That was real. It was. And so I've only been in two locker rooms, so I'm only speaking about the Patriots and the Broncos here. Um at least I'm trying to remember the Patriots, but talking about Denver's locker, at least, you know, offense was on really like one side and defense was on the other side. In a sense, there was some segregation, not not extreme, but a little bit. But long story short, the teams, a team that has it's known in the NFL that does not have the greatest. They probably do now, but didn't have, have the greatest morale from offensive side to defensive side as the Browns. And obviously the record speaks for itself. And uh, obviously, you know, not last year, but from the years leading up to last year, you can see it. You can see it. I think the team that has the best morale in the locker room is the Patriots, I think. I do. So don't know where I was but going with that, but just wanted to throw that That's a culture <laughs> so, that we're talking about, right? Like, Right. Even when they were losing last year, there were there was high effort. They lost close games. Like they true. There were a couple games that got blown out, but you didn't look at that team and say that they weren't giving effort. Right. So right. Right. You know, and that's the difference when you lose. You lose. We're talking about the Patriots, right? Yeah. Like that was the Dolphins two years ago, and then last year they go ten and six and miss the playoffs. Right. A ten win team, which doesn't happen often. Um, well, no, you're right. I mean, it, it is. It does come down to the coach. I mean, Belichick is not going to allow that any sort of animosity between one side of the ball to the other side. Uh, so yeah, you're right. Players got to buy in. Players got to buy in. And you can really see when that does happen. Super Bowl teams buy in. 
It's a fact. It's a fact. That's not the only thing you need, but that is a box that you need checked to then be placed on the contender side. Well, speaking of Super Bowl winning teams. Yeah. (laughs) We had a great conversation for about 20 minutes that really uh, enthused your sisters that we were having this. That was a really good conversation, actually. Uh, Tom Brady. Many call the goat. You and I had a conversation where, once again, I explained and said the words that I do not think that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. I think he's the winningest. He's definitely the most accomplished player of all time, right? Um, and there is something to be said for that. However, oh. He has I would I would say he has never been the best player on the field on any of those Super Bowl runs, which is why I cannot put him as the GOAT. And maybe best player is not the right word, but the most the player who affected the game the most. I'm gonna say right? I, I know I know so sorry about the face I was making no, because no, I, I no, was kind of agreeing because the wheel what, spinning so I wanted to throw some <laughs> words there. Because with exactly when you did say that the first thing that popped to my head was okay he's not the best on this winning on the Super Bowl winning team so he's not considered a goat in a sense or the goat. Um that immediately thought I immediately thought of who you actually mentioned and I'll let you share who you mentioned. And then uh, I'll go on and explain what I was thinking. LA. So, which I think it was actually, is that who you wanted me to say? Mm -hmm. Which I think it was actually a wonderful take when we're in the car and you mentioned that. So I was making that face as you were just talking right now, because Terrell Terrell Davis, Davis. 200 yards, Super Bowl (laughs) MVP. So that's the first thing I thought. He didn't win until he had Terrell Davis. Right. But, before yeah. Tom Brady started running <laughs> all these off, we didn't talk about Super Bowl wins and quarterbacks and their legacy. Before Tom Brady got all these wins, we talked about Dan Marino possibly being the GOAT. Right. He just and had other a people said, crappy hand dealt to him. <laughs> right. And then, uh, you know, other people, Joe Montana, because he had five rings, right? Who we conveniently forgot played with the Price. most <laughs> offense offensive mastermind in NFL history and yeah. Bill Walsh coming up with Bill Walsh. Oh gosh, that's a PTSD system, right? That was and one then, of our play calls. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then you got Jerry Rice, the goat goat. Like many people say he's the greatest athlete of all time. Like was the best football player. Everybody said he was the goat for a football player before Brady started winning all in the Patriots started winning all these, Playoff games. I mean, I would say, Matt Castle came in with those Patriots teams and won all <laughs> the games. All right, let me take a step back real quick. I, 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 I I'm loving this conversation because there is some merit here. There is, there is some. I, I'm picking I up what say, you're putting down. Brady's a Hall of Famer. I don't question that at all. Like, right, right. Take the and Super you would Bowl be a wins fool. out of it. Put the stats into it. Brady's a Hall of Famer. Period. Right. So, no one's no one's debating that. I just that. want to say that. But 
you said Jerry Rice, best athlete. I mean, I obviously I got to go Bo Jackson for sure for, for football field. Um, second Herschel Walker, um, but Jerry Rice for sure is 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 up there. I'm, his, I'm 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 biased, of course. Need to look <laughs> so. at Jerry's numbers again compared to the number two receiver. It is ungodly. It's, it's, it's how ridiculous. Much he's ahead. It's ridiculous. That's why we it then we had that conversation. Godly. It is. And then we had the conversation about OBJ. If OBJ, I feel bad for OBJ because uh, for those who may not know the acronym, Odell Beckham Jr., the acronym, the initials. Um, but uh, if OBJ stayed healthy, because he was on track to surpass Rice, I believe, because he was the fastest to like 6,000 yards or something, 5,000 yards or something like that ever as a receiver in the NFL. But obviously, his injury. So that's that's the question that I'm getting to. Do you think OBJ will actually have a legitimate shot? Kind of, really, honestly, nobody really knows. But has he missed his window? Yes, is the question. Yeah. Oh, it's not even close. Like, right? <laughs> right. You have to have a year like Justin Jefferson did for anybody to <laughs> have a shot at Jerry's records, right? Right. I mean, even right. Devontae Adams isn't going to come close to Jerry Rice's records. Uh, Hopkins, Julio Jones. I got a question for you about your Packers. Yeah. Outside of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and Crosby. Oh, my goodness. You're just going to eliminate all the old people who've been there for a long well, time. Who would you say Adams is on track? to be the answer to this, but not choosing Adams because we don't know yet. It's too soon. And the people who I just mentioned, who do you think is the most important Packer player? Reggie White. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. Let's go more recent because I, I'll give you that because you Charles can even Woodson. go back to uh, star, right? I mean, we can, we can even go forever back, but let's Charles Woodson. Okay. So the reason I say Reggie okay. White is 92, Reggie White comes over as a free agent. That made the Packers a free agent destination, and that set them up for their That's Super true. Bowl runs because they had a lot of free agent players on those Super Bowl runs that they made in 97-98. Right. In 98, they were hands down the best team in the league and then lost to the Broncos famously because they didn't want to hand the ball off in the second half. So – you have Reggie White doing that, and then you have Charles Woodson kind of resetting it and doing the same thing for when the Packers made that run, where they go out, they get the veteran Charles Woodson, who was a very good player with the Raiders, maybe yeah. didn't quite live up to expectations, and then he took it and became a Hall of Famer as, with the Packers. I think people forget how Charles Woodson was fine with the Raiders, but he didn't really put it together until we were talking about, you know, until he came to the Packers and he saw the way Al Harris practiced mm -hmm. and Al Harris put that bug in him with that competitive spirit to make right. Charles Woodson more of a practice player. And uh, that the rest is history. So, yeah, I, I think those two are probably the most important Besides, obviously, Favre, Rodgers, and... Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. And obviously, other than those who we all would agree on. Sterling, I, I, wanted, I wanted your Sharp take on that. Healthy. What about Greg Jennings? 
So he was another one. So I thought you were going to say <laughs> offensive player that's my, because you named that's all those. That's my pick. Like, so I was going to say like Sterling Sharp and Greg Jennings right up my there. My pick is Greg. But if uh, if Nick Collins stays healthy, if Nick Collins doesn't get the neck injury tackling Cam Newton, um, I honestly think the Packers have at least one more Super Bowl, if not two. Because I think Dom Capers' defense went through Nick Collins and Nick Collins' ability to make plays the way that he what right. he did, he was on right. track to be a Hall of Fame safety. He was on Easily. track to be, be like as good as Sean Taylor. And Oof. I'm the, yeah, Oof. I know, but that's how Oof. good he was. That's how good he was. <laughs> see, I was, he was, so I was like, good. I'm sitting there shaking my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you said that one. I was like, no, he was. And Oof. then that neck injury happens, and it, I think that that's what honestly is what ended Dom Capers' ability oh, to be a, a the defensive coordinator he was for the first few years with the Packers. That's because that player was so important to his scheme that he could not compensate for losing that player. So Collins, Nick Collins will be here this weekend in the state. Awesome. Some golf thing, I think. Is it golf? I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, softball. I, uh, I, yeah, I, he's he's – like Sterling Sharp breaks my heart that he got hurt like that, and then the second one is Nick Collins, and they're like neck and neck. I got you. I got you. Uh, no pun intended. No, I got you. I'm trying to figure out. So what I wanted to say about Tom Brady before we got ADHD. Oh, yeah, please. Bit. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I believe Tom Brady is a better Troy Aikman, which is to say <laughs> he's better than a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? He's a better version of it. There's just so much disrespect when you but say that. It's just <laughs> I I don't think maybe he is a better leader too. He could be he could very well be a better leader. Brady? Yeah. He I mean for I sure. he's a better leader, probably more than likely. Yes. <laughs> he is. He is. So that's that's why I think he's not the GOAT. I mean Peyton Manning, John Elway. Take it but back. I liked how you rephrased the question. Or, or not rephrase the question. You 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 became way more specific because I talk, I said, okay, what do you mean by best? You know, what does that entail? And I liked when you said, like, which quarterback mattered the most? I think you said something along those lines, right? Meant the most to the, the that offense or that team affected. The game affected. The I think most. that's what you stated. Yeah, Which try to get your exact. The game most, the most, and it, it was either John Elway or Peyton Manning. Like that, I think that that that's why they are the greatest at the position. Peyton, Peyton was. That's why they called him the share for a you reason. Look at, you <laughs> look at those defenses that Peyton dragged to championship games, like except with the Broncos. I mean, and obviously I'm talking about the Colts. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, like he affected that game a lot. And you look at John Elway setting his team up for all those Super Bowl losses. <laughs> well, like and Jim Kelly, man. Wins, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jim Kelly, three straight Super Bowl losses. Like we forget about those. I think it's four. Which is the crazy yeah. part. Here, that's Washington, that's right. you, might, Washington, you might be right. New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys. I think it's four Twice. consecutive. It is four consecutive. It was a, 
No. I think it's, yeah, it's four Dallas. Super Bowl losses. Was it really? Four consecutive, dude. That's who was I lost it? three consecutive Rose Bowls, it? and I thought that hurt. Um, let me click on it. So it was Washington, New York Giants, Dallas. Was uh, it Dallas two years in a row? So you're right. So it's it's four Super Bowls that they've I think in nineteen sixty six the okay. Bills made the yeah. Uh this time they that lost was the, the, that was the OJ Simpson year. Yeah. Yep, so they're counting that one. How could I forget that one? They're they're counting that one way, way long ago. Um, I'm joking. You say OJ. OJ. Yeah, how good I've just thrown names out there. I oh, know. I was like <laughs> Oh man. That's that stings. But three Four straight to make losses. three straight Super Bowls and to lose all three of them, like But he's lost a total see I'm good. seeing though he lo- Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, how good were those teams to make three straight Super Bowls, though? Period. They had to be really good. This thing, man, he lost four. Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, Andre Reid. Thurman Thomas, man, come on now. Talking about Oklahoma State. This man, Barry Sanders, was in the backfield with Thurman Thomas at Oklahoma State. How is that even legal? I don't know. I don't know. How did they How's lose it? a game? How did they lose a game? Was <laughs> that even legal? Dan the Man. Peyton had it all. He was physically gifted. He was the smartest. So Dan the Man in the chest. Peyton had it all. He was physically gifted and used his smarts towards the end, and his performance was dropping. It did. It did. His, his age was catching up to him big time, and it like sped up the latter part of the 2015 season, the year they won the Super Bowl. Uh, but but that defense was nasty. Hence, well, I mean, he had two major neck surgeries, right? Right, right. He should even came back and. I'm surprised he even came back and, and played, especially that one time <laughs> he missed that block and he got blindsided. I can't believe he lived through that. It's uh, funny you bring that up. I literally was telling somebody that <laughs> I think like four days ago, and I'm not even lying. Yeah, yeah, it was when I went golfing. I was talking to them about Seattle's defense, and I was like, dude, I missed. A block, Bobby Wagner, up the middle, freshman year. <laughs> Miss Bobby Wagner up the middle, and he just crushes Peyton. I'm talking the full Peyton's feet off the ground, Bobby's weight on Peyton. Thought I was done right there. Thought I was done right there. Cut. But yeah, it's funny you bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterbacks, I like that. You almost I, got I, charged I, with negligence for missing that block so bad. Easily, Easy. I'm surprised they didn't find me. <laughs> but I like it though. Elway, Elway is a hard one to fight against. And honestly, I would say Dan Marino, but okay, well, he, well, okay, he, okay. Never mind. You, you literally just jumped it. You literally just jumped it because I was going to say when we say best or go doesn't mean winning a lot because. No, I think you've already you've already covered that before. Yeah, we can't. Dan Marino. I'm sorry. Like we can't. <laughs> that means everybody's in, especially, and it's all Hall of Famers because it's all we're talking about, right? We're not talking about Philip Rivers. We're talking about Dan Marino, Stevie Young. You know, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? No, we've had this discussion. <laughs> I know. I love asking it again. I love just keep asking people. Is he? I want to hear the chat. I want to hear the folks in the chat. Your honest opinion is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer. If there was a Hall of Very Good, Philip Rivers would be number one. But we're talking about Hall of Fame. Is no. 
Very definitive, Carrie. I love it. I love it. I would have to agree with you guys. I do not believe so. And I'm biased, of course, because I had to play against him twice. I'm not a fan. I think he's a I think he's a really good player. Um, I don't know him personally, so I'm not attacking his character. Just not a fan of his mouth, the way he talks on the football field. He's he's annoying. He's annoying. He's one of those people. <laughs> yeah, he's annoying. There's some there's some receivers that are coming up that I'm unsure are Hall of Famers. Ooh. Um I got to look at who's coming up next year because they put them up and I'm like, I don't feel like they're Hall of Famers. And it's, people were talking about they were. They um, put them up on the ballot already? They they, they showed who first year eligible was. Um, so I'll look that up. All right. What do you think of these Badgers? Oh, well, with the Badgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I well... You know, it's, it's it's exciting, man. It's been exciting because, you know, obviously the AP, um, you know, uh, poll came out, excuse me, and uh, we were ranked 12th, 12th preseason. That's what we are currently ranked right now going into the season. And honestly, that is, that's higher than I thought we would be. It really is. Um, it really is. We're almost cracking top 10 um, from our performance uh, last year. But I'm looking forward to the Badgers. I really am. I think – I honestly think this first game is going to be gonna be a little tough. We got Penn State out the gate. And Penn State, in my opinion, they have a, they have a tough – they have tough interior. Their defense has a very tough interior. They do. Um, and I think that's going to cause some problems with, the, with us if we don't really focus on establishing the run game. Are we going to establish the run game? Who's going to step up and really take that throne of, of being RB1? That's what, in my honest opinion, is is is, is the is the hurdle right now for the first game for the Badgers season. I think we if we overcome this first game, I think we'll have a pretty good season because Penn State's interior is good, and we have not been doing a good job of establishing the run game. And you have to establish a run game. You really do. You really do in the Big Ten. That's just Big Ten football. What if what if they pull an Indiana football from last year and they just chuck it and they chuck it That would be crazy. And they're able to chuck it well. Look, I'm all about putting points on the board spread any ball, way spread how. the teams out. <laughs> how do you feel the receiving core is? Because it's not just the running backs. They they need a receiver to step up because Of course. Danny Davis gets hurt. Who's next? Is it we're DK? screwed? Is it somebody else? Or <laughs> we and I and I saying they're screwed. Like I don't have faith in our receivers. I do, but let's be real. Danny Davis has to stay healthy. He does um, because we have Graham Mertz, who probably has a little bit of confidence, but not all the confidence yet in the world. Um, so he needs obviously his trusted receiver, his guy, his go-to. So we obviously are going to need some younger guys to step up, though, because obviously one receiver just can't do it all. Don't know how the Packers do it. Well, but <laughs> Jared Abradaris is calling and he's saying, "Hey, what about my years?" <laughs> right? I mean, he had a year where it was Abradaris and nothing or nothing. And true, same but don't give me Alex Erickson. True, 
but at least with Aberdares, and I'm not taking anything away from Aberdares. Aberdares was a really darn good receiver for us, um, but it helped having running backs in the backfield who can run the ball really well in a tight end as well. True. Who could catch the ball very well <laughs> and, and run very well. Having a tight end that can run very well is 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 really good stuff like Noah Fan, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. You have these these tight ends that can really create some space between a defender that causes some problems on the defense, put some pressure on the secondary. Do you know Barry Alvarez's uh, grandson plays for the Badgers? Bro, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Over don't under forty hear that this year. I'm loving the commentary. Uh, really am. I really appreciate we we appreciate you guys chiming in. Carry again with 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 uh, Philip Rivers. I agree with you. Not extraordinary enough. Dan the man Rogers is modern day. <laughs> Rogers is modern day Moreno. Just with the championship, they both got that swag to him. I need for you to. I need to hear you, RJ. I need to what? hear you. Saying that Rogers is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Modern day. Dan yeah. Marino? Yeah. Like in my opinion, he's way better than Dan Marino. Most talented <laughs> quarterback that hasn't won enough championships. <laughs> that has not their teams have not lived up to expectations to get over the hump. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Absolutely. I was looking at it the wrong way. I agree. I was looking at the wrong I will admit that. I was looking at that thanks, the wrong Mike way. I agree. McCarthy, and thank I agree. you, <laughs> Packer president Mark Murphy, for deciding way too late to move on from Mike McCarthy. Right. Thank Wasted Rogers years. Fans for being okay with <laughs> mediocrity. We're not okay with it anymore, but it took a lot of mediocrity to finally not be okay with it. Maybe the Bucks win will do something about that. You know, this ripple effect started, that we speak on. And that's the thing is it started like a couple years ago when right. Packer fans got sick of knocking on the door and not getting there. You need change if you can't get there. Change right. it up. Bucks right. knocking on the door, not getting there. You need some change. Brewers right. knocking on the door, not getting there. The Bre- I don't know if the Brewers need change yet, but we're getting close to it. I mean, they've mm-hmm. obviously turned this roster over like crazy. So, right, yeah. I mean, you guys are you guys are Brewers are playing very well. Destroyed us six well, to four. And I was that just going to say the. Uh, <laughs> What the Brewers are doing is not necessarily the players like showing out. It's a lot of uh, I mean the you the pitching staff is pitching very well, but it's it's just getting getting things done when it has to, right? Coming Got to. Clutch. It's different. It's different. Got to. to some of the other things. So. Got to. Dan, so man, you are. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just yeah, I was just gonna read. Uh he's just talking about again uh Badger's schedule, Penn State, Michigan, and Notre Dame. Three out of our first four games. So I mentioned the Penn State game, obviously it being the first game, but explaining what we have to do. Because if we are able to if we are able to beat Penn State, granted, it's Penn State uh, not the number one team in the country, but it's still a good victory. With their interior. They always do a really good job with their defensive interior. 
And then we got come back and have to play Michigan and then beat Notre Dame or play Notre Dame and hopefully beat Notre Dame. Let's say we beat the first three teams. Where do you think Wisconsin should jump to? We have a very tough schedule. Well, there. Here's here's my question. Here's what we're going to frame it as for Wisconsin football this year. And we're talking about their schedule. They finally have a schedule that meets their talent level, I'd say. Right. Um, They've they've been scheduling tougher games, so I don't want to like downplay what their schedules have been because they do you generally have a a tough schedule, even though their side of the conference is cupcake. Let's it is be real. It um, is. Do you think this is finally the year the Badgers break through? Because you want to talk about Wisconsin being okay with mediocrity, you got to talk about the Wisconsin football team. The University of Wisconsin football team and be okay with mediocrity. You do. What do you mean by breakthrough? What what is that? What is that? Is this the time that they win the Big Ten and put themselves in position to be in a college football playoff? Is this the year they break through? I don't believe so, but I hope I'm wrong. But I hope I'm wrong. As in breakthrough, I think they're going to play well. Obviously, I'm rooting for my Badgers to win it all. But to beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game, let's be honest, they're going to be there. They have and to then bring they... a different level of tenacity. <laughs> they do. They have to bring a different <laughs> level of intensity. And it can't yeah. just be three yards in a cloud of dust. <laughs> it's got to be some passing, like, wow, some electric firepower. Right. It it it's I like that because it's it's we're running into the same brick wall. That we've been running into for the last decade. <laughs> so let's say Mertz starts to live up to back up to the hype because he lived up to the hype for the first two weeks last year and then he got COVID. Right. Let's say they live back he lives back up to the hype. Yeah, yeah. What do you think a badger breakthrough would be? With Mertz living up to the hype. I think a Badger breakthrough is making it to the Big Ten Championship game. Just that is not. See, here's the thing. That's a breakthrough, in my opinion. Okay. But that's that's the least amount of what I want to see. Um, I don't want to just make it there, and and then you know take second place in the Big Ten. No one remembers, remembers second place. We, we 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 need to win the championship. We have to win the championship. So for me, a breakthrough is us making it because I think it's still going to be tough to make it this year, um, unless. He said, if we have some other receivers step up, and if if we have a running back that says, I'm taking this throne, I'm taking this torch, I think that we can make it happen. I think that we can march into the Big Ten Championship game and make Ohio State really have to play some football against us. In my opinion, that's a break. That's a breakthrough year. Now, what's better than a breakthrough year is obviously winning the Big Ten Championship game and getting a ticket to the playoffs. It'll be obviously our first. So Dan agrees with you. He doesn't think the Badgers have the firepower. I think they're a really young team, and we don't know what they got for firepower yet. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Cardale Jones came out of nowhere. True. Um, But as you stated earlier, last show, you made a good point about still 
you know, it's it's it does still it just always feels good having Jimmy Leonard as a defensive coordinator. <laughs> right. So that was gonna be my next question. <laughs> Is Coach Paul Christ the coach that's going to lead to the breakthrough to get to the college football playoffs? Or is it going to have to be a Jimmy Leonard? It depends. That's a really good question. And I think it all depends on, Can I think it all depends on raise his game to another level because he has to. Right. Now I think it's a wonderful question, but also, but I think it's, I think it's a little tricky because is Paul Chris going to be the coach? to make this breakthrough. I think it all depends on Coach Chris's role. Is Coach Chris just wearing the head coaching role? Then no. But if Coach Chris, like I think what they did last year, I think it was, or maybe two years ago, I think they finally switched it over. So Rudolph, Rudy, as we call him, is the OC. He was my tight ends coach, but he was calling plays. And I think he's kind of split that hat and gave the other portion back to coach Chris, who was the offensive coordinator a while ago. Now the head coach, but I honestly think he, I think he's a better coach as an OC, not saying he's a bad coach as a head coach, but a better OC offensive coordinator. So the question is what's going to be his primary role. Hmm. If he's still doing that, still having his fingers in the office of play calling, then yes. Coach Chris can be the coach to have that breakthrough. If he's just the head coach role, I think it's going to be difficult. I really do. Because you don't have a player yet on offense. to You don't have your star. Even when you had your star, and it was Jonathan Taylor. He's, that's a really good point. Through. You have a 6,000-yard rusher. A star at the quarterback <laughs> position. You do. They haven't had since Russell. <laughs> you do. That's a great point. You got Jonathan Taylor, 6,000-yard rusher, can take it 99 yards in the blink of an eye. It's good can enough catch to beat Nebraska. The... It's right. good enough to beat Iowa. <laughs> it's not good enough to beat Ohio State. It's not good enough to beat Alabama. No. So, Dan, the man, I think he's made a great point as well. Same for you, RJ. I think we're, I think we're, I th- I th- we're as of right now, we are a young football team. But again, the beauty about football is you grow as the season's unfolding. Maybe we won't see players stand out, step out, show out the first two or three games they need to, but maybe we don't. But we still have time. I tell you what, though, if we win, year, of course, <laughs> after they came back from COVID, like half the team got it. Oh, yeah, they were borderline unwatchable. There were moments they were unwatchable. <laughs> was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago. Yeah, when they lost to Illinois. Yeah, because Jonathan Taylor was on the yeah. team. Yeah, that still is a terrible taste in my mouth. But then, yeah, last year, last year was a odd season for most. No, excuse me, most all odd season for all. They just need to be more in your face. I don't care that we're up by 17. I don't care that we're up by 21, 24, 30. Yeah. We're not letting off the gas. It is not my it is not my job 
to stop scoring. That is actually my only job. It is your job to stop us. Every single <laughs> Wisconsin sports team can learn from that. Period. <laughs> Packers. Bucks, yeah, screw that. There's Bucks no. There's no learn from it. Bucks just kept going. You know, I was thinking about it because I was thinking about that question: Is Coach Chris the one to take this program to the next level? I think he did raise right. it from a, the level that it was at before under Bielema and Anderson. Mm-hmm. I think he did take it to another level, but he's he the one to take it to the next level. I did not think that Budenholzer was going to be the one to take the Bucks to the next level. And the change was I was thinking back on their playoff mm-hmm. run, and they were struggling in the fourth quarter against the Nets finishing games. Who, you know, what was it that changed in the Bucks, where they all of a sudden they were able to start closing these fourth quarters that they couldn't before. And it was taking the ball out of Giannis's hand and running the offense through Middleton. Was that Middleton yeah. saying, give me the ball? Or was that Budenholzer saying, I need to get the shooter the ball to close this game out? Because he can make shots that Giannis right. cannot. In the fourth quarter, everybody collapses into the middle. Giannis can't get to the ba- the bucket. Middleton starts hitting shots in the fourth quarter, even right. when he's bad. Giannis can get to the basket, so that's the change that Budenholzer made that l- led the Bucks to this championship. Sure. What's Let's the change touching. that Christ can make to get this a championship? And in my opinion, it's less power eye formation. It's more <laughs> spread. It's a more imaginative offense, and it's a lot less. Three yards in a cloud of dust. Even though you need to do that sometimes, right, right. you have to have something different in your route trees, something different to be able to help your quarterbacks out. He tried it a little bit last year, right. and Merch just was not able to live up to it. I mean, with those bootlegs, they were open a lot, and, and Merch just missed it because he was not <laughs> anticipating. But you have to figure something out in your play calling to take it to another level on the offensive side. Because I think you defensively do. you're already there. You do. And that's the beauty about, like you said, I, I, I understand the hire of Coach Chris. I We all understand it. It worked. He, it worked he, out. He's a, he's a wonderful person. He's a wonderful coach. And even better, offense coordinator. <laughs> and it's it's just, and I don't mean that disrespectful. I love Coach Chris. I, I really do. But – um. It's just exactly with what you said. I'm going to throw something else on top of there, which I've already stated. I'm just going to just beat this dead horse again. Just more aggressive, more aggressive, more aggressive. Screw it. First play of the game. Go deep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> screw it. First play I of mean, the season. <laughs> do it. Unleash go deep. It. Let it see. Let's see it. Let's see what happens. And obviously, when we say go be more aggressive, it does not mean call bad plays it's just if it's third and one hey let's just go deep they probably think we're gonna run it 98 percent of the world thinks we're gonna run it tcu two-point conversion that was a good play call that was a good play call. it was, it was wide it was. open it was it was, it was a just great a great play by that defensive end like the best play of that kid's life was that it was play. it was it was good I think yeah, just more more aggressive, more thing. aggressive. That's be same more aggressive. Thing. Sometimes, sometimes you call the right play, 
and it just doesn't work out. And unfortunately, True. that one didn't work out. And I feel like that that still is kind of what Chris holds on to and not being aggressive because he's aggressive on the play call and blew up in his face a little bit. So that's the downfall of being a coach. Sometimes you got to be a goldfish, man. Got to be a goldfish. You know what a goldfish has? Six second memory. That's right. Ted Lasso. Let's go. Yep. (laughs) And it's, uh, it's, that's true. That's the, that's the downfall of being a coach. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, because it's a great call, but didn't work out well. So now all of a sudden it's a bad call. You know what else? That's how how it's viewed. A lot of people are giving (laughs) flack for kicking the field goal in the NFC championship game last year, fourth and 12. I'm sorry. It's the right call. You have to, it was, you have to stop that offense. No matter what, no matter you score a touchdown there, no matter you get the field goal, you have to stop that offense. You have to. And if you don't stop them, then it didn't matter if you went for it and scored a touchdown. Right. And we, it well, we were texting each other. So that was a fine call. There was nothing wrong with that call. Right. We were texting each other, I believe, and I, we, we both agreed on and that your, immediately. And your, your red zone was offense like, was terrible in that game. It was the worst it had been all year. So... That was that was a fine call. That was being I I think that that was also being aggressive. So what's up, Nick? Good True. to see you. What's up, Nick? Yeah, I think Badger football. In order for us to make a splash this year, obviously win your games, but you have to win them a certain way. You have to win them a certain way. That breakthrough that we're talking about. That breakthrough that we're talking about. You want that ticket? Obviously, you got to win football, win some games. But what I mean by win them in a certain way. Obviously, you just got to put your foot on somebody's neck. That's and then what I mean that as in on the defense's neck. He you just got to do it. Somebody on the field, they literally have to <laughs> lay there, broken body. No, dead. you just got to. I don't care about your feelings. You have to stop us from scoring. We're running up the score. I don't so, care about the donors or what have you. Yeah. We're running the score up. Yep, I agree. Because it's, I have a, a family to feed. World. It's a, it's a <laughs> so, and we'll shake hands boy, after the game. Win like a big boy. We'll shake hands after the game. I could text you for friends, but on this field, I'm putting ninety up if I can. Period. Stop me from hitting hundred. I dare you. Period. Speaking of which, though, did you see who the starting quarterback is for Notre Dame? Hmm. I should know that, but no, I did not see that. Jack. Cone. Let me. See. Oh, he got it. Yep. He got it. Oh, he got it. I didn't think he was gonna pull it off. We gotta put up a hundred. <laughs> you you bringing you bringing Jack Cone back in? Ooh, that's gonna be a game. Ooh. Ooh, let me pull this so, up. Nick, I gotta pull you this. Missed up. our conversation, but that's almost the exact. Opposite of what we said, the Badgers football needs to do this year to get to Ooh. that next level. What do you say? Said uh, Badger football needs to go to the roots, play D-Rose, defense, and have four All-American running backs and an All-World old line. Their offensive line has been really bad for six years, and by really bad, I mean by Wisconsin standards. True, they would all start elsewhere, but. Yeah, we Wisconsin has a standard, and, and Wisconsin has not had a nasty offensive line in a long, long time. In the offensive line's defense, 
it helps having a really good quarterback. And it helps having a running back that can hit holes quick. So, so I'm saying is right, but I'm saying having a quarterback that's not as impressive. That yep. defense is just teeing off. Yep. That D line is just teeing off. True. <laughs> just <laughs> teeing off. Just head down, full speed. Linebackers as well too. You know, you see that quarterback drop back and about to hand it off. They're they're coming. They're like beat us with the throw. Good luck. So. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You did miss a lot, though, uh, Nick. D-Rose, what's going on, man? But you did miss a lot. Um, To wrap it up, to wrap up our talk about Wisconsin. Touche, Nick. Is their Let's defense going to finish top five this year? That's tough, man. That's it was actually that's tough. Nick, we, it was actually lost. Bart Houston that started their run of quarterback recruit. <laughs> I just want I just want to be fair to Bart Houston here. That's tough, RJ, because I mean we lost some good defensive players. Lost some really good defensive players. And I think Herbig is back. You got um Loudermilk still back, right? You got uh Who's a defensive lineman who's been crushing it since he was a true freshman? My goodness. Oh, he's really, really good. Like, yeah, I'll get to be names. an all American. Um, but does the defense finish in the top five? Because they have for the past, <clears throat> honestly, I think they finished yeah. in the top five every single year that Let me check. Jim Leonard has taking that defense over. So are they a top five defense in the nation? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say they have it. They have the talent. They're going to. Like, I'm looking at the entire schedule big. right now. He's going to have some, he's going to have a big year. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. So let me, let me, I'll, I'll really, I think they're going to have a solid corner, like another safety that shows up. Yeah, I th- I think the I think Jim Leonard's got this on lock. Right. I you you've been really crushing it with the questions. You, like you've really really been really really making me think on these. Um, I if I had to if I had to give an answer here, I'd say yes. I I think they do, but I also believe that they will because the schedule's not as tough after Michigan. It's really not. After Michigan, it's Illinois, it's Army, it's no, excuse me, me, wait, excuse me. I'm gonna say yeah. Army, really? <laughs> yeah, Army? sorry, I just, I had, uh, I had to scroll up. So after, yeah, yeah, I'm correct. Hmm. After Michigan, it's Illinois, Army, Purdue, Iowa, Rutgers, and Northwestern. Oh, the Badgers don't have to play Indiana this year. The defense is finishing top two. No, oh, excuse me, Nebraska and Minnesota. I had to keep scrolling. No, no We're Indiana. My bar. Yeah, no Indiana. So we got Nebraska, Minnesota, Northwestern, Rutgers, Iowa, Purdue, Army, and Illinois. So we better finish top five is what I'm going to say, that being the defense. We better. We, we've had tougher schedules than that. 
that being the second part, third part of the season, and Jimmy Leonard. Yeah, granted, we had some pretty good players on this side of the ball who are now gone, but they managed to be top five then. Yep. Schedule significantly weaker now that that second part. <laughs> so, so Nick asks, so. Is Wisconsin finishes top five in AP. In the AP poll. Do they finish? Mm. I'm gonna say no. So because the, the toughness of the schedule. Even if they beat Notre Dame and beat uh, Penn State and beat um, who's that third one? I forgot that fast. Michigan. Michigan, thank you. Michigan is always hit or miss. Michigan, Michigan ain't <laughs> Michigan, right? Always hit or miss. Even Michigan, if they beat those Michigan three teams, is now Nebraska. I I actually will agree with that. Like I said, they're hit or miss. If they're on, they're on. Like Nebraska, when they're on, I don't even think they're hit they're or on. miss. I think they're miss or miss. <laughs> I mean, Mister Khaki, microphone with that big Pinocchio nose right. and the mask. Don't know how he got an extension, but he did. I like these questions. So I would say no. I agree. So they don't finish. Here's these wide top receivers uh, that are Hall of Fame eligible this year. Going back to our earlier question, because we're kind of yeah, yeah. The show. Yep. Um, that these people were saying that there's a couple couple Hall of Famers here. So let me read some names, and you tell me if they're Hall of Famer. Because okay. I don't think any of these players are first ballot Hall of Famers, but these wide receivers especially. All right, I got to close and, my eyes. Antoine Bolden. Ooh. Andre no. Johnson. And Steve <sighs> Smith. Are any See, of I'm going Hall of Famers. I'm going Steve Smith over top of all of them. Although they I agree. were great, Steve Smith they're really the, good players. The best of those three. Steve are Smith. Any, yes. Are any of them Hall of Famers? And if yes, are any of them first ballot Hall of Famers? Let's say Steve Smith is a Hall of Famer, not first ballot, but I think he just misses it. But I think he is a Hall of Famer not only because of. For for me, it's it's the impact he had. It's the impact. It's the the, the his ability to really take over games, really take over yep. games for Carolina. Yep. He really took them over, like big time. When we talking taking over, he took it over, and he did it in a very, very Steve Smith way that we're all familiar with. He was not shy of talking. Talking what? Talking a lot of trash. Talking trash, <laughs> baby. You know what we talking about. We talking trash. <laughs> I uh oh, Jerry I'm says that Bolden should get first ballot for the hit he took. I forgot I, about that hit. Dude, that's the first thing I think of when I hear his name, and I know I'm not alone on that. I feel so bad for the man because that is what I people think remember about that one handed catch that he had in the end zone in that Super Bowl is what I think about when mm. I hear Aquan Bolden. Nasty. That he was, he's an underrated receiver. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but he's underrated. No. I think I, I think Anquan Bolden was better than Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson got the shaft for all of the bad quarterbacks he played with, though, <laughs> and he played with some turds. Granted, I can't throw a ball like those quarterbacks did, but I'm just saying, in the grand scheme of things, I think Bolden's like uh Bolden's like. Or like, or or Demarius Thomas is like a bold. Sure. Yep. 
Yeah, I, I was going to say it the other way around, but that's the correct way so, to say it. Is DT's like a like a bold. So Tony Romo's up first ballot. Robert Mathis, Chad Greenway. I don't even know whether Tony him. Romo. He should just, be, just get an Emmy. Just stay. Just stick with getting the Emmys. And per uh, yeah, Tony Romo is amazing. Is Tony Romo deserves to be a Hall of Famer as a broadcaster right now? He's good, right man. He's, he's, he's good. He's, he's good. Um, Tony Romo could do the Jets and the Texans, and I would watch that game. And I'd be entertained the entire time. He's good. He he is good. He he he's he's really good at keeping yeah. the broadcast going as he's dissecting the game for fans to understand, like what the quarterback's seeing pre-snap. And he's he's good. He's good. So Mario Williams. He's good. No, absolutely not. No, that Marcus was a quick and easy Ware. one. Yes. First ballot. Yes. I don't think so. With Dallas, I think he, he, obviously with Dallas, he didn't play that much with Denver. Sorry. You don't see see it? I see it. Not first ballot. Vince Wilfork. No. But a dominant player. But no, not first ballot. I could see DeMarcus Ware being like a fifth ballot Hall of Famer, which you're still Hall of Famer, so who cares what ballot it is? True. I don't think any of these players deserve first ballot. Marcus Ware? I think this I think this is the year that Roy Butler finally gets his due and enters the Hall of Fame. My thing is this with Butler is 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 the, he's better than John Lynch. Look at the I was numbers. just gonna say that I was just gonna say that if they're gonna put John Lynch in, I literally was about to say I was like because honestly, in my honest opinion, I did not see, I did not see John Lynch as a Hall of Famer. I didn't. I didn't either, honestly. I I didn't, and I and I'm a Broncos fan, and I didn't. You're gonna put Steve <laughs> Atwater in the Hall of Fame and not Leroy Butler, it, right? Granted, Lynch with the Bucks obviously was dominant. Rondé Barber was dominant. <laughs> Rondé. So if Lynch is in Butler for sure, um, and this may be his year, man. I this may so. be. I hope so. This may be his year. Dan, the man's going to finish the show with a great question. What do you think of the Packer throwback jerseys? I loved it. I saw it. I'm like, <laughs> these are actually really solid throwback jerseys. This is the first time in a long time I'm excited to watch a game that they play with their throwbacks. So they're green on green, simple yellow stripes. I really like them. Nice. You can't really go wrong with throwback. You can. I don't think so. The Green Bay Packers have proved you can go wrong with throwbacks. All right. I always like throwbacks, though. Oh I always like throwbacks. They had Maybe just because it's vintage. To simulate the leather helmets, Mons. I mean, you want to I didn't like ugly the helmet. on ugly. Like the Packers have had some ugly throwback uniforms. So I I just like throwbacks. I just like a different vibe, yeah. a different look. I generally and brings... like throwbacks too, but not when the Packers do it. And, and if not it's a really when good the Badgers do it either. Yeah, against Nebraska, I didn't like that uniform. That was Although disgusting. I, I just didn't like. It I, made we should throw up in my mouth twice. Oh, you can, you should only do throwbacks. During home games, 
We did ours in an away game yeah. against Nebraska, yeah, and I, I was like, we, we were sure. we were white on white, and it just didn't look as throwback ish. You have to do it in the home game. W was gross. I don't know. It, you have to do it on the home games, but yeah, we're we jersey, so of course it was gross. We are going super long. Let's. <laughs> I know. I love we, it though. We've had good conversations, so it was a really good one. That might be our best, if if you want me to be honest, with our most in depth analysis. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty solid. So, if you want to catch us, Untapped Keg Sports, all podcast platforms, find us at Untapped Keg Sports, well, Untapped Keg on uh, YouTube. Uh, Leave us a like, leave us a subscribe, shoot us a comment, question, concern, leave us a review on iTunes, leave us a review anywhere. Please give us a five-star on uh, iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Podcast service, if you can leave a review, please leave a review. yeah. Where can they find you, Mons? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You guys can find me on Twitter at MonteBall28. You guys can find me on Instagram at MonteBall, untapped Kate pages as well. Same thing RJ just stated. Please reach out um, if you know somebody who um, wants to come on, talk sports, has some background in sports, sports writing, what have you. Let us know. We'll bring them on. Our Sunday show on Ted Keg, our sobriety talk, if you know of somebody, and if it is even yourself, and you want us to chat with you personally, um, confidentially, we can most definitely do that. Um, we appreciate you guys. RJ, where can they find you? Hit us up at Untap Keg on Twitter, Untap Keg Facebook, Untap Keg on Instagram. Uh, that'd be the easiest way to find me and... Let's have a let's have a really good weekend. It's gonna be a fun weekend of sports. Let's go, crew. They're the next one, Final. Wisconsin baby. Indeed. And the last thing I want to leave everybody with. So all every single every single show now, I'm always gonna come with a random question. It's very quick. All right, RJ. So your superpower is invin- invisibility. What's one thing that you would do? That to some is frowned upon. <laughs> that to some would be frowned upon. This is all hypothetical, people. So again, I would throw a poopy well, diaper at people that I don't like. I guess. I mean, if we're ten. I mean, <laughs> that's what would be frowned upon by some that, people. I'm throwing a poopy diaper. That's true. At I don't like. That's true. Personally, that's true. I, again, hypothetical, so it's not ever going to happen. We're talking about invisibility. It's not going to happen. There's no prefacing this. I would like steal produce. Why are we buying produce? Because you didn't grow it. People deserve money for their hard work. Well, that's why. Because then I would also be talking to Capitol Hill or our government here and saying, uh, you guys need to be paying the farmers. It just should be a thing. They just do. pay them. That's why we have pay them farms. more. Let me pay them more. Pay you our know, farmers more. Do you understand more. how 
okay, we need to have a conversation about this off stream because we're about no, to they're... deep rabbit hole. How much are they paying them? They're not, I don't, they're not paying them. Billions of dollars. The state is not paying our farmers, are they? The federal government is. Hmm. I need to. I need to do more research on that. But my honest opinion, my honest thing, what I would do is, I think I'd be along the lines of that too. I would do stuff like people who I didn't like. If I knew they had two pays, I would purposely like turn their two pays sideways. Tie shoes. No, no, no. I would mess with people who's like anchors, news anchors, the teleprompter. Yes, that's what it is. That's what I would do. I'd be on that teleprompter. You poop mouth. You got got poop (laughs) mouth. You got poop mouth months. (laughs) Or when he yells it, it's it's because it's in like caps. But anyways, enough of my ADHD. All right, catch catch us on (laughs) Sunday morning, nine a.m. We have some fun shows coming up. So uh, let's have a good weekend. Everybody have a good week. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.